Welcome to a brand new episode of Talking Rivals, a show dedicated to everything about the best bleeping rivalry in all of baseball. Uh, I am your co-host, Patrick, covering everything Red Sox. This is my co-host, Chris, covering everything Yankees. So how's it going? Good, man. Excited. A couple more days and we finally got opening it's, day. <laughs> it's regular season week. This is it. Yeah. It's finally here. Uh, a week late, but nothing right. to complain about. From where we were a couple months ago i know i didn't i really i i honestly i i was optimistic but i didn't see it me either <laughs> i didn't see a full season <laughs> me either i, I was chop it up and yeah i was expecting uh, at best starting in may or or june at that point you know but thankfully we got the games you know starting you know a week late but we're gonna get a full full season yeah i mean Baseball got it somewhat right because they got the full season. You get Jackie Robinson Day, you get Opening Day, right? Memorial Day, Labor Day, July. 4th, all the big days are there, so mm-hmm. we're good to go. Um, as far as the home teams, Yankees and Red Sox are finalizing their forty-man roster. I know they're going to have was it twenty-eight players for yeah. the first week or two. Yep. So. I think with both teams, the the plan is to do 15 pitchers and 13 position players. Yeah. I know with the Red Sox, they're debating on whether to keep Rob Snyder or Jonathan Arauz. I personally like the, the latter more because he's already on the 40-man roster. Right. And he can play – I don't – can Snyder play shortstop? No. Uh, didn't he come up as a shortstop? Oh wow, he might. He, he I was picturing him as super utility, but not really up the middle. More like I'm trying to remember. It's been it's been so long. He's been in, it's been a while since I've. Yeah. I mean, he was he appeared in like 50 games last year for Minnesota, right? Um, I just never saw him as an like the elite physical gifts to play shortstop, but. Maybe that's why he's utility. Yeah, that's yeah, that's probably it. I but I think he could play everywhere. He's one of those. Right. But Arrows came up as a second baseman shortstop. So my theory is, if he's already on the forty man and he plays up the middle, you can kind of get him. Yeah. To play the corner, the infields too. And yeah, in a pinch. Snyder right? does play the outfield, so that adds something. But uh, what about the Yankees for the final? Uh, looks like uh, LaCastro is going to make the roster as the fifth outfielder. Uh, probably Marwin Gonzalez as the guy that you're kind of talking about, a guy who could play everywhere, yeah. you know. Not great, but he could play anywhere in a pinch. Um, and pitching-wise, it looks like it's going to be Clark Schmidt, Schmidt making the roster as well. With um, They just optioned Garcia and, um, and Hill to AAA today, just maybe an hour ago. Wow. So uh, Schmidt will probably be a long man. I don't think they go into a six-man rotation, and we kind of know the five going in. So I guess he'll probably be the long man or a guy that's going to split time, maybe split a start with either um, – I would think it's either going to split a start with um, Seve or um, Ty- Tyone maybe. I don't know. Or just be the long reliever and just like whoever needs it, They'll bring him in. You know, he'll be that first guy to come in. So, um, I mean, it's good for him. I mean, he's 26. 
Yeah, this is the year for him. Yeah, we've been hearing about this show for, now. what, four years now, five years? So he's got. A, I think this is a all or nothing year for him. And hopefully he does, man. He's got great stuff. Just stay healthy, and I think he'll be fine. But you just got to stay healthy. And I know Travis Shaw, is, they haven't made a decision about him yet, officially. But he's more first, third, DH, maybe in a pinch right field or or left field with the monster. Uh, I just don't understand why Jaron Duran isn't on the big league roster mm. for the Red Sox. He he's like he's like LaCastro and Florial, and he adds defense. He adds speed. I know you want to give him regular at bats and AAA, but that's probably he's kind of like Clark Schmidt. He's he's already twenty five. This is right. this is it. But where are you going to put him though? He's just going to be the fifth outfield. I mean, ideally, if he was a right-handed hitter, you could platoon him with Bradley in right field. Right. Do the righty-lefty split, but mm. Bradley is a lefty. Right. I mean, he, what I would do is start the season with Jaron Duran as the starting right fielder. I would just go all in yeah. and bring in Bradley as defensive replacement right. at the end of games. Yeah. It's an expensive defensive sub, but – yeah. I mean, because you know Bradley's not going to give you any any not much offense, right? I mean, I mean Bradley would get streaky for a couple of weeks. Yeah, but if he bat if he bats two twenty five, he's the starting outfielder. That's right. how good his glove is. I mean, we'll get into the National League. Uh, I mean, he was batting one sixty one for Milwaukee last year, and <laughs> that is so, bad. Okay, yeah. how good your defense is in in the outfield? That's bad. Once yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like I said, we'll get into the National League in a minute with the preview, the awards, predictions. We'll do some trivia at the end. Um, but the Yankees did make a move this week with the Mets in a rare, well, not, I guess, I guess rare yeah. trade between crosstown rivals. What'd you think about Castro for Rodriguez? Uh, I don't think either one pushes the needle either way. Um, you know, Rodriguez was okay for us last year. Um, so he's a couple of years older than Castro, but he's got three more years of control. Um, Castro is basically a free agent after this year. So, you know, he's basically a rental. Um, but that's the one thing the Yankees do have. The Yankees have right-handed middle reliever arms. So he's a power guy. I mean, yeah, power guy now is right. High 90s, Everyone right? seems throws mid nineties. Yeah, and and they got a bunch of them in the minors. So I don't know. I it doesn't make sense. I think just because I think Rodriguez maybe was a little more valuable to the Mets with the three years of control, and and they probably and I think they needed a left handed guy in the bullpen as well. Yeah, I saw where they picked up Chasen Shreve as well. Yeah, recently they had loop they should have just re-signed loop i yeah. don't know why they got rid of him but they went with two cheap options instead of just one you get what you pay for type yeah of thing. so i i don't think either one's gonna move the needle for either team so you know to me it's a is what it is kind of move i don't think uh you know none of them is the main setup guy in the team or anything like that so yeah i mean he's yeah in the pecking order for the yankees i'm assuming he's behind Green, Loizaga, all of them. Clay Holmes. <laughs> yeah, all of them. Yeah, basically. He's, Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, if the game's out of hand or there's a big lead and you need to mop up innings, he'll yeah. come in handy for 
I, I don't even know how many innings he pitched last year, but he's, yeah. he's got some decent action on his fastball. Yeah. He's got a weird delivery, but it's just interesting anytime the Mets and Yankees make a move. Yeah. For a while there, they didn't make any trades. He pitched 69 games last year and threw 70 and a third innings. So, not bad. 77 Ks and 70 and third. So, he's a strikeout guy for sure. You know, so, all right. Well, we'll see how it works out. You never know. Like, sometimes, I mean, someone's got to fill the innings in the, in the dog days of summer and the sixth inning. Yeah. And, I mean, I think if he pitches 70 innings for you guys, you guys aren't having a great year. Right. I think more like 50 at the most. Yeah. But we'll see. Um, I, think, uh, I think early on, you know, these, these guys in the bullpen on every team, not just the Yankees or Boston, are going to get a lot of work because the starters, obviously, I think they're getting two less starts now because the spring training's a little cut. Yep. So, you know, so these first couple of starts are, if you get five innings out of your starter, I think it's going to be a lot. Six would be amazing, I think. And he might have options left as far as minor league, right? So you can manipulate his right. That's that's a possibility as well. You're right. Rather than bringing up and down Schmidt and Eel and Garcia, yeah. so that'll be interesting. True. Yeah. Um, you can check us out on Twitter at Talking Rivals. Chris is at CP7NY. I'm at Patrick Trotty. Um, we've also got our website, brand new, TalkingRivals.com. We'll try to post some stuff up there, um, continue the conversation on the website and on Twitter. Um, we're already on episode 40. I can't believe it. It is. <laughs> that last year flew by, but. Yeah, these last couple of months kind of dragged a little bit because we were like. Yeah, once you get into the everyday rhythm of baseball, the season is going to fly by. Yep. Um. And before we do National League, we're also on Roku. If you search us on Northeast Streaming Sports Channel or Sports Network. I believe that's what it is. Yes. Um, so you can find us on Roku. You can find us on YouTube under Talking Rivals. Uh, you can f- listen to us at Sportswire. Thanks to Tom Sprice at uh, Sportnarium.com slash player. And everywhere you get your podcasts. So without further ado, we go to the National League. And it's um I guess we'll start with the National League East. It's uh it's gonna be very interesting, I think. This this division is gonna be it might not be great, but it, it's gonna be it might be similar to the AL East, in my opinion, in that a couple teams could fight for Maybe a couple games lower. Yeah. But you're going to have, I think we're in agreement. Washington is going to be in the bottom. bottom. Yeah, they <laughs> are in a, the American League East. Yeah, they're, they're in a full <laughs> rebuild. Yeah. I mean, they, they've they completely tore it down. They have Juan Soto. They're, I'm waiting for them to move Josh Bell. Yeah, I think it's a matter of time. And it's two things bother me about Washington. One, the difference between them and Baltimore. Baltimore has, I think, the number one, um, the number one prospects in. Right, they have Washington's top prospects are already up with the guys they got from the Dodgers, right? Ruiz, the catcher, right, and And, um, Josiah Gray, who's a 
a New York kid from New Rochelle. Right. So, but after that, you know, their their farm system is not as great as say Baltimore still has the number one Rushman, Grayson Rodriguez, yeah, I think. And they got the pitcher, yeah. Right. So um and Washington, their big thing, it's either gonna make or break their franchise is gonna be Juan Soto. Like, what do you do you sign this kid to you know the biggest contract in history? Because it's gonna be, I think we've talked about it. I don't mind the money, I mind the years. Yeah, I mean he's still money's though. eventual. It's yeah. gonna someone's gonna pay him. I, I wouldn't go past 10 years. Right. If you go 10, I mean, is 10 for like 400? I, at least that I was gonna almost say 450. You know, because how yeah. how are you gonna sell that to your franchise if you trade them? Like you traded, you've gotten rid of another MVP, Bryce Harper. You just had him, and you got rid of him, and now you got Soto. You're gonna trade him away too. But if they trade him now, right? You get you're right. You're gonna you're gonna get more than something. You'll get yeah. You're gonna get four, five. You'll probably get five prospects. Yeah, top ones too. Yeah, you could you could pretty much you could spread the love around and get a couple position players and a couple pitchers, or you could just say, you know what, we're gonna have a whole new rotation. What team? Like, look look if he went say if he went to the Yankees. Right. <laughs> it, I mean, look at the arms they would have to give up or the middle infielders. I mean, they got the shortstops. They have they just showed every level in the Yankee farm system has a top shortstop. Yeah, has a top shortstop. So they could get rid of at least three of them if they, you know, that Yeah, I mean, the Red Sox would have to <laughs> pony up the farm too. Yeah. I think any team really uh it's good. It would be an amazing haul to get him. It's it's either gonna either gonna be an amazing haul to get him or an amazing haul to resign him, right? Yeah. One way or the other, they're either it's huge. In one they're way, they're either building other. around him, right? I think they're I think they're gonna trade him because I think they're gonna try to spread it out and say, you know what, if we can get five top prospects and three of them play up to their potential. Right. I'm not saying you're going to get five one Sotos, but right. If you can get a couple of guys like Strasburg, then you can move on from him with his injuries and his money. You move on. From, I know it's a bad look, but well, I mean, if you build around Juan Soto, who else is there? Nelson Cruz, Josh Bell. Yeah, Cruz should be gone after this year. The thing Cruz with Soto, and Bell should each get you a prospect at least, right? Something decent. Yeah, so then you're starting to turn around. Uh, you're starting to do what Oakland did. But here's the thing with with Soto though, you got two years left of control. Yeah. So maybe I would need... wait and see yeah. what Brian Reynolds. I'm not comparing them, but Brian Reynolds has been talked about for a while with Pittsburgh. Yeah. See what he gets, and then yeah. totally blow that out of the water. And his name started to come up again this week, and yeah. possible like teams are starting to. So I think Pittsburgh has to make a decision there too. But Pittsburgh has a good farm system. So like getting back to with, with Washington, would like like you said, waiting like even longer than than just for Reynolds, like maybe waiting the year out, see how their their prospects that they're bringing up this year, how they pan out. Like if they start panning out, then you could say, okay, maybe we could build around Soto. But if they don't pan out, or if they're kind of like, all right, they need another year right. to develop. 
then it's like, all right, we may as well trade him because we're not going to go anywhere in the next two years anyway. Right. I don't know. I, it's a, it's a tough decision because you're giving away, uh, uh, you want to use generational talent, great hitter. I mean, this kid's already, you know, a great hitter at 21, 22. So, um, it's a tough call, but. But what would they have to do to put pieces around him to have them compete in the prime of that contract? I know it's impossible to say what's going to happen 10 years from now. Right. But for the first couple of years of that contract, you're basically just paying him and then nothing. It's basically the East Coast younger version of Mike Trout. Right. I mean, look at their... I mean, if you trade him and you get a haul of prospects, you're tearing it down. You're going to win 65 games and you're building for the future. Right. If you re-sign him and then you're hamstrung financially how many more games are you winning with him building around him right in that division with atlanta philly and the mets yeah maybe jump up to where the marlins are and hope to have one of those years where you break through i mean it's a good problem to have with juan soto right but But it's also a problem because you got to figure it out you got two years you're paying him 45 a year right (laughs) <laughs> and you're paying Strasburg right there. That's more than some teams. That's true. It's a call. You got to hope Ruiz is your starting catcher. Got to hope Josiah Gray is your number two starter. And then you got to hope that Josh Bell and Nelson Cruz hit. And Strasburg still has, after this year, he still has one, two, three, four years left. Yeah. At- 20 something million dollars a year which was which is cheap now for which is cheap now but if you put 45 on top of that with soto that's Strasburg, almost 70 million and strawberry right strasburg is never health you know he's never healthy for a full season so that kind of hurts so, that so off the top of my head you're probably looking at 100 million between strasburg soto bell and cruz if you keep them right yeah um and their lineup right now is not that good you know, you got Josh Bell, like you said, at first. Then you got Cesar Hernandez at second. Macau Franco is there is going to be their third baseman. He's their starting third baseman? Yeah. Asides yeah. Escobar is their starting short. Um, I think between them, they're going to fight to see who can get on base 20, 28% of the time. Yeah. I mean, they're, they don't walk at all. No. And their outfield is Soto, Victor Robles, who, who was a top prospect, but yeah. – he hasn't really turned out, and Lane Thomas is in left. So, so it comes down to pitching. If Strasburg can stay healthy, Gray turns into. You got Patrick Corbin as your second starter, and you got Eric Fed Eric Fetty as your fourth, and Annabelle Sanchez as your fifth. If the best thing you can say about somebody <laughs> is, hey, at least he's a lefty. Patrick Corbin, Corbin, right? That's really lefty. Yeah. He's a crafty lefty. Personally, like, I know they got rid of Harper, but I think the best move would be to trade him because you're not, you're not building a winner in the next two years. To me, trade him to a team that's thinking they're going to win now. Trade him like, and we'll get back to the National League in a second, but trade him. Look at, look at a team like Seattle. Right. Take Kellenek, take Julio Rodriguez back, give them Soto, and take some pitching too. Yeah. 
think about it. Then you have multiple <laughs> chances at duplicating what you just gave up. Right. And both those guys, I think, are going to hit. I mean, Rodriguez is, he's, I think he's going to be a star. You know? He better be this year for my friends. <laughs> right. You draft, <laughs> draft and stash. Yeah. I, I think he'll be fine. You know, of course, is, is it going to be great his first year? I don't know. But yeah. I he mean, looks like he's a, I'm just trying to think of teams out of the division where you can trade them to that are in win now mode. Cause you, you want to see, I would hate to see, I would hate to look up. And he's 30 and he hasn't been to the playoffs. You know? Yeah. I, I just don't I just don't want him toiling in and for the for the nationals, I mean, in this division, I'm looking at Atlanta and Philadelphia as my two playoff teams from this division. And I said it to you before the injuries, and I'll just yeah. reiterate with them. Well, you can get into the Mets now. I think the Mets are my disappointment. They're my disappointing team. I don't I, – I, I halfway agree with you. I just don't – I don't see Philly either. I know there's three wild cards, and we got to find them in the National League. But Philly is like – I don't see pitching, and I don't see defense, and I don't see a bullpen. I, I see a great – I see a really good lineup, no doubt. I see a very good lineup. Yeah. Yeah, the lineup's going to hit. That's not going to be a problem. Um, let's, let's look at their – They did get pitch. Corey Knebel. From okay. the Dodgers, I'm trying to trying to look up the rest of their bullpen. Um, Let's see, um, Phillies. Yeah, Can I know they got know? rid of uh, what's his name, um, Ian right. Kennedy. Their bullpen is Brad Hand. Okay. Uh, Jerry is familiar. Okay. Uh, Jose Alvarado, Connor Brogdon, Sam Coonrod. Um, and their starters are Zach Wheeler. Excellent. That's a good starter. Aaron Nola is a good, he's going to make a comeback this year, I think. But then after that, it gets a little dicey. Yeah, you got Ranger Suarez, Kyle Gibson, and Zach Eflin. Yeah. But their lineup is as good as anybody's in the league, right? I mean, yeah. You could put that. You could put that lineup against almost anybody. So, so I mean, we'll see if certain teams are going with run prevention and building up the bullpen, and certain teams are just going completely scorched earth, like the Phillies, like right, just home runs everywhere. Schwarber, Real Muto, Harper, Castellanos, Hoskins, Baum, Didi, Segura. I think my caveat is if, if teams fall out of it. During the season, right. the Phillies pluck somebody. Yeah, I think they have bullpen to. or a starter. Yeah, I, th I think they have to. I, obviously, you know, a bullpen arm for sure, but um, definitely a, a starter. What someone's going to get? Yeah, I, I would say it's, it's a matter of where. I think with the Yankees, the Yankees got extra arms for the bullpen if they came in and offered them something. You know, I don't know what they have in their minor league system, but that's something I think the the Yankees. That's a team I would go to if I'm Philly right now. But. Yeah. Oh, and let's get to the Mets. What do you? I, <laughs> besides injuries, right? I mean, if you, I, I'm just, I'm just thinking Degrom's not going to pitch this year. Yeah, at, at this point, 
right? I mean, I hate to say it, but I um they were saying it's probably well at I least two months it, until he gets reevaluated. Yeah, uh it's four weeks. Oh, okay. Of no pitching, no nothing, and then they're gonna look at him. But um they were talking about it on the Michael K show on, on Friday, I believe. They said um who had it? Another pitcher had the same issue, partially whatever, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And it was a 10-week – he was out for 10 full weeks. Okay. And he came – I think you got to ramp him up and – Right. So, so that's half the season almost. Let's say all-star break, he comes back. And you got him for the rest of the year. I think that's – that would be uh, hitting the lotto if I'm the, if I'm the Mets. Yeah. I get you know what? That's the best of both right. worlds because you don't have yeah. to worry about his inning load. Right. And then by the time the playoffs come around, hopefully yeah. he's he's still healthy. And uh, after after him, because he's the wild card, Scherzer, then you have Chris Bassett, Carlos Carrasco, Taiwan Walker, and Tyler McGill. And let's let's be honest. Other I mean Bassett is solid, I guess, yeah. right? Good as a three, but Walker and Carrasco are both Huge question marks. We've seen Walker have a yeah. great first half and second half he was. But let's also be honest about Bassett. I mean, he's going to be the opening day starter. Or... Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, it depends on how long Scherzer. Yeah. Out. Who like? Yeah. Like and then it... their lineup. You're asking a lot from Lindor. Yeah, you're expecting. Well, they're definitely expecting a bounce back. Bounce back. Assume, yeah, I would assume you got to get a bounce back from that guy this year just have to because you know you're locked in with him for what 10 more years so you better bounce back right he better be exactly so <laughs> well let's assume he bounces back to whatever he normally hits you know I, I you you gotta expect it I mean he's just what do you think about the rest of their lineup um, I, I think it's good I don't think it's as good as Philly I think it's a national league lineup even with the universal DH now it's there's yeah. there's a couple of holes in there but but it's solid all around. You could, it's not a, it's not something you can't win. You know, like it's, it's a winnable lineup. You know, it's not a lineup where you're like, you know, it's definitely a winnable lineup. Not as, you know, you mentioned Philly's lineup top to bottom. That's, there's no easy outs there. Right. Here, yeah. Like you said, there's a hole here and there, but it's still a solid lineup. I would, if, if that's the one you're going into the, uh, the season with and I'm, I'm going to say they fight for 500. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say they win I'm going to say they win 82 games. Um I'm going to th- I'm thinking that Lindor is not going to totally bounce back to what he was. Okay. And then you're telling me Robinson Cano, Eduardo Escobar, Jeff McNeil. I mean, Starling Marte better have a heck of a year. I know Pete Alonso is going to give you home runs. Yeah. It just comes down to Scherzer and DeGrom. I mean, you're asking a lot. If they don't – okay, how many, how many wins do you think the Mets are going to have? Do you think it's I, – I thought the over-under was, what, 85? If that's it, I would say over that. Okay. They have to, I mean, they have to. I mean, you spend that much money on free agency this year like, like they did. But did they spend it smartly? I didn't say that. <laughs> that I didn't say. But they with the money they spent – and with last year, you know, getting yeah. Lindor in the trade and all that, I think you, you got to expect more than that. You got to, 
I don't think they're as good as Atlanta, obviously. But I think if you put them next to Philly, they're a little bit better with the pitching, obviously. So that's why I would give them a little bit of an edge there. But with these injuries, maybe this kind of gets them out of the playoff, you know, out of that third playoff. Because, you know, as we talk about other teams – you know, there's other there's other really good teams in the National League. There's a you know, there's a, probably about five others after yeah. the division I, that you could say, okay, they're going to be in the playoffs. You know, so I mean, if what you said with Degrom bears out, if that if that's the reality, if he comes back and pitches 15 starts, that's Scherzer pitches 15 or more. Yeah, let's say he pitches 20, 20 or 25. Okay. Scherzer. In that case, I could bump it up to like 85. I still I still think the Phillies are just going to out out hit them. Out hit them. I I think somewhere along the I look if it was my team and I'm rooting for them, I'd rather build around pitching. Right. But I think in one given year, I just don't know if I don't know. I mean, is James McCann going to He's a solid catcher. He's not, you know. Yeah. Is that really I just see a bunch of I just see a bunch of players in their lineup that might not be the problem individually, but they right. don't really scare you. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's not a I mean it's if, not you a lineup your, if you can work around Lindor and Alfonso, <laughs> really. I mean if no one's on base for Alonzo and you make a mistake, it's just a one run mistake. Right. Escobar's like they're all Escobar. no look, they're all gonna give you professional at bats. Right. And, they're all solid. It's a good lineup. It's not a great lineup. It's a good, right. I would good, not you know, a better than average. Yep. Good lineup. And like I said, if if the pitching is there, that could yeah, very I'm well totally be. I have an asterisk next to my 82. Right. Yeah, yeah. If of course. Rom comes back and pitches fifteen, and Scherzer just has a little strain in his hamstring, and he pitches twenty-five starts. Yeah, they could easily win 90-92. Right. That's what I mean. It's it's a big asterisk with them, you know. It's and it's even bigger, I think, than the Philly. Like Phillies, if, if imagine if if Zach Wheeler gets hurt for the Phillies, they're yeah. done. They really are done. So yeah. the Mets at least got, at least they got that backup with. You call a Scherzer a backup, but that's a good like. Okay, if we lose Degrom for half the year, every team in the National League East, I think, has an Achilles heel. Yeah, out of the good teams, yeah, and yeah. You know, obviously Washington's a Achilles heel, but and the Marlins, yeah, the Marlins are kind of the opposite. But yeah, the Marlins, I'm looking at them now. They did do a little to help their offense with Solaire, Abisal Garcia. Brought in Jacob Stallings, the catcher from Pittsburgh. Uh, their pitching, their pitching is pretty solid, but I don't see. I see them fighting for fourth. Yeah, yeah me too. That's a fourth place team. Uh, I mean, at best is third. If one of the one of the teams we're talking about, either the Mets or the Phillies, kind of really get hit with the injuries, um, then maybe they could go to third, but I don't see them coming up to second. So third is best. Fourth is probably most likely that lineup is still not, uh, they, they, they needed to do something, you know, 
And I think that's they why they needed Castellanos and they got Avisal Garcia. Yeah. I mean, it's okay, you know, but if they added a bat, and we were talking about them all year, you know, all offseason, we were saying if, if they could add a couple of bats, that's a team that to really watch out for. But, you know, their big move was getting J- Jacob Stallings, and he's not a bat. You know, he's more defensive. Yep. So, um, But you got to love that rotation. Young. They're, they're and they got good. more coming. Yeah. There's plenty more top draft picks that they've invested in. Yeah. So that's maybe that's what they're waiting for. So maybe they're a year away from really. Yeah, I, I would think they're, I would think they're a little, I think they're trying to have it both ways. They're trying yeah. to build up their pitching from within and then pluck a couple of professional hitters Yep. on reasonable contracts. But they, I still think the Braves until proven otherwise. Yeah. They're they're clearly the favorite to win that division and they're clearly the best team in that division and they're When what's the timetable with Acuña? I think it's a couple of weeks, isn't it? It's I just, know he I know he was put on the 10-day DL. Yeah, I was seeing that it would be by May, but Yeah, I would yeah, maybe maybe a month. Um I mean, look at that lineup. Yeah, even without him. <laughs> even without him, that's a that's a that's a very good lineup. Yeah. With him, it's a great lineup. Uh, right. do you think there's what? any look, I don't want to compare two players, but is there any fall off between Freeman and Olsen? Maybe off the field. Not saying Olsen isn't a clubhouse leader. Yeah. But Freeman was like the pulse of that team. Oh yeah. So that it might affect that, you know, but someone else has to step up. Right? Who would be their who's their next guy in line to be like the leader of the team? I would say the Dansby Swanson. I, would, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, yeah I was thinking that cuz he's been there a few years now. Uh, maybe yeah, I mean, I really like Ozzy Albies. Austin yeah. Riley is quietly turning into a top hitter. Mm-hmm. Um, the back end of that rotation scares me a little, but I think you could say that about. I don't know if there's a fifth starter in the league where you can say, "Ah, book it." He's right. <laughs> uh, but Freed, Morton, and Ian Anderson, one, two, three, is pretty solid, and I do like the move for Kenley Jansen. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, you had a, a solid closer like that. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna put on his uniform and just roll into thirty saves. And when you put him, you know, then you got Will Smith still in the bullpen, yep. Colin McHugh, you know. So you still got a pretty Tyler Matzik is still there. So that's still a very good bullpen. I mean, it's it's a, it is a very good bullpen. And um, and you got to remember too, they they're the champs, so they have all that experience now. So. Yep. But the difference is they're not sneaking up on anybody this year. You know, like last year, they kind of went under the, you know, under the covers and they're just kind of, oh, we're in the playoffs, you know, at the the end. And uh, they're not sneaking up on anybody. So they got the bullseye on their back this year. That's the big difference. Can they handle that? I don't want to say pressure. Yeah, I guess pressure. Can they handle having the bullseye on their back instead of being, you know, the underdog the whole season? And, oh, that's a great story that they made it to the playoffs. They're not going to be that this year. You know, they're the defending champs. So I think that's the big the little difference here. How do they handle that being the champ? Because and we know like how hard a team, 
how hard it is for a team to to go back to back now. I mean, yeah, it just doesn't happen often. So no, not at all. Um, so we'll see. It, there's it's there's a big difference, like you said, being the hunter or the hunted. Yeah, With the bullseye on your back. It's just people just circle you on the calendar. Oh, we're playing the defending champs. Let's right be on our <laughs> game. It's not eh. so for the National League East. I have um, Atlanta. Philly, <laughs> followed very closely by the Mets. Right. And then the Marlins and the Nationals. Me too. I, I'm flip-flopping with – but I still think the Mets are going to squeeze it out and right. get second because they got I, – I love I love Showalter. I think he's going to give that little bit of, okay, if, if everything starts to go downhill, he's going to, like, right the ship somewhat. He'll keep Where them do, on, on. You track. know Showalter better than – I do. I mean, where do, where does I, I see a tug between analytics and old school? Yeah, I don't know how the he front is office now. and him. Not to say that there's a rift. I mean, it right. just started there. But yeah, how I do you see know. that playing out? For him taking the job, that tells me that either he's okay with the analytics or they're okay with mixing it together. And I think that's what I think that's what it is because they're going to say, "Here you go." Here's the numbers. We trust you. Go ahead. Right. You know, that that's what it looks like to me. Because I don't think he would have took the job if it was, listen, we give you the book, you go buy that book, and that's it. I, you know, I don't think he would have took a job like that. He doesn't seem like that type of a puppet like another person would be. You know, yeah, no, they'll give him like you said, a little leeway intuition. Like, Frank Kona, right? Yeah. Like, okay, here's the numbers. We trust you to do what, what's best. Right. And look, if you go against the numbers. You better you're be right. right. You're a genius. If you're not, and you win seventy games, right? <laughs> it's not going to be a long tenure for him. It's in- not going to be. Yeah, exactly. Um, the National League Central. I'm looking at. We'll just go through the teams, and then we can break down who we think will finish yeah. where. But starting with the Brewers, and that lineup is. Um, that's a National League lineup. Yeah. Uh, Red Sox great Hunter Renfro coming off a career year. He's your number four hitter. I think it comes down to in the lineup is Christian Yelich. Which version of him are you getting? Right. Are you getting the MVP? A couple are of you years. Are you getting the MVP or are you getting the hitting on the interstate? Right. Yeah, the you long get swing, guy. the hitch in the swing. The I mean, because they're asking him. They're asking a lot. I mean, I like Andrew McCutcheon as not an everyday fourth yeah. outfielder, sometime DH. Yeah. Lorenzo Cain is a good outfielder. Yeah. I like their outfield if they play up to their ability. Yelich, Renfro, and Kane. Yeah. Um, the middle of the infield, Colton Wong, Willie Adamas. I like Adamas. Willie Adamas, Willie Adamas is one of those guys that they got from Tampa East. Yeah. You can't really quantify the things that he does sometimes. Right. Um, this is another team that I wanted to see them add another, like a, I, to me, they're one big bat away. From I really can see bad. them plucking a bat from a team that falls out of it. How is their farm? Is their farm system really good? I know they're going to go. I think they're going with a, they have six man rotation listed and one of their pitchers is Aaron Ashby. He was a 
top farm guy for them. But as far as position players, I think they have a couple of shortstops in the pipeline that I saw in spring training, but I don't know how far away they are. Yeah, this is a team. Like I said, if if they, I if they added a big bat this year, I'm looking at first and third base. Yeah, the traditional power positions. You have Rowdy Tellez and Jace Peterson. You you can no offense to these guys, but no, you can I, find in season. I think they yeah. could not move one of their pitchers, obviously, but use a prospect or two and get get a first baseman like Josh Bell. Right. I think that's an upgrade over Rowdy Tellez. Yeah. Get a first baseman from name a team, whatever team that's out of it. Yeah. I just don't think I think you're asking a lot if Andrew McCutcheon is the full time DH. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's that's not the addition I, I was – I really thought they were going to go big on somebody, and maybe they tried early on for either Simeon or um, or Seager. I I know Seager's a shortstop, but you know what? You could put him at short and maybe Adamas could play third, something like that. But yeah. um, I, it's that's a team – for me, they're, they're a bad away from being I, – I still think they're going to be a serious World Series contender. I really like Milwaukee a lot. Yeah, their rotation is that's what I mean. Prime. Yeah, that's that's gonna Woodruff, Burns, Peralta, you're not gonna get a better three. No. And their four and five is solid too. So and then their bullpen, Josh Hader, Devin Williams, those guys yeah. throw frisbees. Yep. I mean, they're throwing they're throwing pitches. Do you ever follow on Twitter uh pitching ninja? Yes. <laughs> oh, that's a great follow. He's yep. he's showing the um vertical and horizontal break of pitches. Yeah, it's these it's guys dead. are throwing pitches that it's supposed to break right to left and it breaks left to right. <laughs> it just they're doing stuff that doesn't make sense and yeah, they're blame. doing it with speed, with velocity. Yeah. So that that's why I, I I still think I still think they're gonna be the the team to beat, obviously in that division, but yeah, I agree with you. I their pitching is just too good. Yeah. And I just think they're gonna add a bat. Like you said, they're gonna they're gonna grab somebody in June or July, that's starting to kind of, like you said, a, a bell from Washington, maybe somebody from Baltimore. Now, somebody is going to. Like I said, if, if Yelich returns to his form, then they win upwards of the high 90s. Right. With that pitching. If he yeah. somewhere in the middle, they can still win the division yeah, with him batting 230. But it'd be a they much. You just can't have him bat 180. Yeah. It'll definitely that be pitching a, will keep them in it. Yeah, it'll be a much closer division. If but if Yelich takes off again, like he did a couple of years ago when he was, you know, yeah. when he was one of the best players in baseball. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is I'm telling you, I I really like the Brewers a lot this year. So, and that brings us to the Cardinals, and Cardinals are an interesting team. Um, a lot of Gold Glovers. Mm-hmm. You got the reunion tour, Molina, Wainwright, and Pujols, that's a good story. Uh, Flaherty is injured. I'm not sure how serious that is. Um, Steven Matz is one of their bigger signings. Uh, I like their team. I just – I see a lot of outs in their lineup. Yeah. The back half, the second half of that lineup. Six through nine, Yadier Molina, Nolan Gorman, Paul DeJong, and Harrison Bader. 
Gorman I mean, is a. I I love Paul Goldschmidt. Nolan Arenado is great, but yeah, they're starting to get up there in age, though. Those guys, you know, and yep. Molina obviously at the end this year. Um, I like a couple of their guys. I I I think there's enough, even with all the question marks. I think there's enough on this team, and they're going to squeeze out what they can from Wainwright and Molina. Obviously, I think they're going to get enough out of them. I think they're going to get enough to get a wild card. And yeah, agreed. I, I have always, them finishing second and yeah. getting a wild card. And they're always there, right? No matter what, they're always there. Yeah, Either. I think you said it best. They're going to squeeze out. I, I think they're going to squeeze out like maybe 85 to 90 yeah. wins and just make the playoffs as a wild card. I mean, it's going to come down to – Besides injuries, health, and all that, maybe a midseason addition. But look, if Pujols and Molina, if they can get some rest in the year during the year and kind of find their legs, right? I think they'll be fine. Between Goldschmidt, Arenado, Molina, Pujols, you're going to get good at bats from these guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just wonder about their bullpen and first year manager. No, that's right. <laughs> um, but I think, like you, I think you said it perfectly. They they have too much talent to yeah, and they always find a way. They do every year, no matter and no matter who they bring up at some point, the guy always produces in some yeah. way, right? Maybe he's not, you know, the guy that Pujols was when he first came up out of nowhere. It won't be a guy like that, but you know, he's going to come up and produce. It's just they're always ready to produce whoever they bring up. So. Um, that's why I'm, I'm expecting a lot from uh, from Edmund. I, li- I like Edmund as a player. O'Neal's pretty good, too. Yeah, Tyler O'Neal, Harrison Bader's good. Um, I, I do. And um, who's the other guy you mentioned? Uh, DeJong. DeYoung. DeYoung is okay. It's short. They also have... Um, the other guy they're bringing up. The second oh, baseman. Um... Gorman. Yes. Yeah, he's another they guy. They have him listed here as a DH oh, okay. just for now. But yeah, that that's another guy. They're they're just yeah. going to bring these guys up and they'll they'll find them at bats and <laughs> you know. So I yeah, I, I expect them to. But just what you're saying, 85, 90 wins like they do every year and that'll probably be enough to get them in as a wild card. And then I'm just going alphabetically, but for me this actually might work out the way I have it in the National League Central. The Cubs, I, I think they're the most intriguing team in the National League Central. Not yep. the best. No. But I could see them fighting for third place. Yeah. I, I and they're right and they're they're kind of in between right now, right? Yeah, they look, they have plenty of question marks. Um what is Seiya Suzuki? Right. If He's better than advertised, or if he's as advertised, then you're going to get a really good player. Yeah, I'm, I'm here for Clint Frazier. I'm here for him to get a chance. Yep. I, I hope he does well. Um, I like the middle of their infield, even though <laughs> Nick Madrigal actually was a top pick. Nico Horner has been a prospect for a while. Um, but the middle of that lineup, I don't know. The middle of that lineup and their rotation scare me. I like the Strawman and Miley pickups, but Drew yeah. Smiley. 
it's an okay top. Uh, it's an okay one, two, three. Yeah, and then right. the closer, David Robertson. Yeah, that's you're asking a lot there. I think <laughs> I don't know if he's going to be. So uh, yeah, I, I think you said it best. They're they're trying to do a little. They're kind of in between. Yeah, they're, they're not to quite full rebuild, but they're not quite win now. Right. They're, I guess they're trying. I could see them winning five. 75, 80. Yeah. And think, yeah, if they get five hundred, I think that's a that's that's probably their goal. I mean, I'm sure. You know, on the outside, they're probably yeah. We'd like to make the playoffs, but yeah, I'm sure in you know, inside their organization, they're like, hey, listen, if we could get 500 this year, and then next year we could add a couple of guys, and you know, so. And then for me, <laughs> it gets um, yeah, it gets very bad after this. The Pirates. Um, what I I'll I'll stay on the positive for a second. Brian Hayes and Brian Reynolds. Yeah. It's a solid top of the order. Um, and then That's it. the rest of it. Yoshi Tesugo, Daniel Vogelback, Ben Gamel, Roberto Perez, Anthony Alford, Cole Tucker, and Kevin Newman. That's a Woo. that's a sixty win team, to be honest. Yeah. And Jose Quintana is your opening day number one. And I think JT Brubaker is the opening starter. Yeah, that's not a good one-two bunch. As your Zach right. Thompson, Will Crow, Mitch Keller. Yeah, I. Um, and who's that closer? David Bednar. Bednar, I. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just, it, it's almost out of central casting. It's just believable enough. Yeah, with his name, it's not like John Smith. But this is like, how oh, that might be made up. I mean, this is the example we make when we want a salary cap with a floor yes. and a ceiling because this is an embarrassment. To and in his great. defense, he went three and one with a 2.23 ERA. Not bad. That's very good, actually. 13 holds, three saves, and 60 innings. He had 77 strikeouts. Yeah. But you're asking him to be. It's like the Cubs. You're asking you're asking someone that should be in the seventh inning to be the closer. Right. And to your point, this is why there's got to be a floor. Yeah. It's it's embarrassing. It's it's a joke. Like how does how do you as a and and as a pirate fan, you It's a great have... ballpark to go to. I've been there. It's right. great. But they it's say like... one of the best. But, you better love the amenities because right. or the other team that's that you're going to watch because you're not going to watch the Pirates because they're a triple A team basically. And even their best player, Brian Reynolds, he's gonna probably get traded. You know, we've been hearing about it all offseason. It died out, but now this past week we've been hearing, you know, they're starting to hear, you know, they're starting to take offers or they're starting to listen to offers at least. He's a guy that's going to bring back, you know, three, probably four really good prospects. I have them winning 65. Yeah, if that. I don't even know if they'll win that many. Do you think they're better than Arizona this year? Because mm. you got to oh. keep in mind who Arizona plays in that division. Right. Which we'll get to. Yeah. Uh, they're. Yeesh. That's a good question. I don't know. I. They're right around the same. Yeah. I mean – Think about it. I, I'm not saying the top teams in the uh, National League East are as good as the National League West, but 
they're still tough. I mean, yeah. I don't see the Pirates hanging with Philly, with the Mets, or with. Um, but do you that, see them hanging with? With the Central, yeah, it's you're right. Cardinals, you know, I, no. The Brewers, no. Yeah. But with the Reds and Cubs, I can see them hanging with them for a while. Reds, yes. Cubs, I don't know. I mean, I I still see this team as last place. Yeah, yeah. I I agree. I I see Pirates as last and the Reds as fourth and not far I, behind. <laughs> not <laughs> far behind. I um. Yeah, they're pretty bad too. Yeah, I. It's another team. Uh, just that, you know. Does Joey Votto finish out the year with them? Every that would year. be a horrible look if they traded him. Yeah. But I could, you know what? If he, It's up to him, really. If he says, listen, get me out of here because this is ridiculous, then they got to move him. But, I mean, it, it's embarrassing. This is a team that just missed the playoffs last year. And if they just brought back the guys that they had, they would be a pretty decent team. But instead, yeah. they started to break it down. I I don't know why. Like this is a this was a good team last year. Not a great team, but it was pretty. If solid. they brought it back from last year, I would say eighty to eighty five wins. Same I would say they're where year. the Cubs are, if a little better. Yeah, they're I fighting I, for third. Definitely, I think a little better than them, and I think a team that even if they add a player or two, I think it's a team that you could say, okay, maybe they could steal a wild card, like they almost did last year. They almost got the wild card last year. They were, they right. were, right, they were right there. Luis so. Sessa is their closer. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, yeah. I mean, and their bullpen's not horrible. They got Sims I like. He's not a bad pitcher either. Yeah, and Hunter Green is my pick for rookie of the year. Okay. He's – and they have him listed as the fourth starter, which is yeah. perfect for him. Come in on a year kind of – Try to go under the radar. Don't be expected to carry the load on the rotation. He was famous for throwing like 102 in the All-Star Future game a couple of years ago with some arm injuries. And he's reworked his delivery. He's a power pitcher. If it doesn't work out in the rotation, I could see him doing a reverse Jabba. Right. And being a power arm. Being At the worst, he's a power closer. At the best... He still has the ceiling of right the top of the rotation guy. And I remember when he was drafted, weren't they talking about him as a two-way player? I Are they still talking so. about that now? I mean, he's 6'5", 230, still only 22 years old. Yeah. I wonder if they would still use him or maybe like, I don't want to say as a novelty or anything like that, but would they put him as DH in some games, you know? Because I don't know how he's been doing in in the minors. Like I don't know if he was hitting in the minors or um, that. I'm not sure. No, I don't think so. Oh, okay, because I remember when he was drafted. I'm almost positive yeah. he was a two way player. And I mean, he had 140 strikeouts in a hundred. Sorry, in 106 innings in the minors yeah. last year. So he is a power arm, but it's all about. I mean. If he's the fourth starter, like I said, that's fine. That's that's perfect because it's not that much pressure. Yeah. Um, so I have it almost in the order that I read it off. I have it the Brewers in first, Cardinals in second, with both teams making the playoffs. Yep. Cubs as maybe interesting third, but not really close Maybe to the top two. 
Yeah, maybe a yeah. five for the team, right? Then the Reds and the Pirates. And the Pirates, it's going to yeah. get ugly. Yeah, they're going to lose 100 games. Yeah. And then the National League West, let's just – let's get the Diamondbacks out of the way. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, they're pretty They bad. did extend Cattell Marte. Yeah. To a team-friendly contract. Um Nick Ahmed is a very good defensive shortstop. Uh, Carson Kelly, if he's healthy, is a is an above average catcher. And then it gets interesting. Yeah, uh, they got a decent, a couple of decent players. I like Dalton Varsho. Yes, but you're asking him to be the number three hitter. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem with the Pirates and the Diamondbacks, among other things, is their best players are complementary players or or second-tier players on a very good team. On a yeah. championship team, Brian Reynolds is not your number four hitter. He's your – you know what I mean? Like, Cattell Marte or Dalton Varsho should be part of the championship team. They shouldn't be the guy. And on these teams, they're the guy. Right. I mean, Pavin Smith – yeah. Seth Beer. <laughs> They're closer. I actually like the move that they got. They got Mark Melanson. Yeah, he seems to be. He's not the prettiest closer as far as, you know, like throwing 95 to 100, but. He gets the job done. He gets the job done. Um, if Bumgarner can do anything. Yeah. I like Zach Gallen. I don't mind Merrill Kelly. But Luke Weaver and Tyler Gilbert, I mean. Let's let's, let's call wait. it. It's, it's, this could be another 100 loss season. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, you know. Yes. Bad, but. And then we go from that to what could be the best lineup, in my opinion, in all of baseball. is the Dodgers. Yep. You got Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Trey Turner, Max Muncy, Will Smith, Justin Turner, Cody Bellinger, Chris Taylor. Gavin Lux. It's loaded. Yep. Um, Top to bottom. <laughs> I I don't know. I guess, no, I couldn't pick on this lineup, really. I just wonder why you're putting Freeman at the two spot instead of Turner. Maybe for, yeah. Maybe because they want the righty-lefty, righty-lefty type split. Yeah, and just to get probably him more at-bats. Yeah. Right? Um, I'd rather have Freeman – Maybe one extra at bat rather than Turner. I love that one through three, though. In whatever order you want to do it, bats Freeman Turner. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's sick. Yeah, <laughs> that's as good as you're gonna get. I mean, uh... my question becomes with their pitching, and it's just a slight question. Does Kershaw have a lot left? Right. Which I think he does. And is Andrew Haney pitching important games? Well, hopefully not. Hopefully he's at best your fifth starter and hopefully still, you get, someone's, you know. Are you gonna get twenty wins out of Urias again? I think they're gonna think they're gonna ask Tony Gonsolin to pick up a couple wins, Walker Bueller maybe to pick up the difference. Right. And the other thing that scares me is Kimbrell. Yeah. You go from Kenley Jansen, and I know Dodger fans do not want to hear this because it's Dodgers fans love to hate on Kenley Jansen. And he's given up some big home runs. 
but he's but also been very he's also been very consistent. Yes. In the regular season, he's I'm Craig Kimbrell is gonna it's gonna be a high wire act. Yeah, he's not I don't and know. They lost Corey Knabel and they lost um did they lose Joe Kelly as well? Yes. So yeah, my question is does Andrew Haney can they can they make it so he doesn't have to pitch important games in September? Right. So Yeah, but, I, I mean th- this team is stacked. Offensively, yes. Offensively. But I this is a team that's also built to make a move, right? They still got a, a uh, you know, a loaded farm system that they can move a guy or two, bring in a pitcher. This is I see them pitcher. bringing in a pitcher. Absolutely. I don't think they're going to bring in a Max Scherzer again, but you I know, see I them mean, bringing in a fourth or fifth in innings, yeah. either a veteran, and then I see them bringing in a power arm to go with uh, Gratterall. Yeah, because I think he's going to end up being the closer. I don't. I don't think Krimble's going to be the Kimbrel's going to be the closer all year. I just don't see it. Um, I think it's going to be Gratterall eventually. I mean, that guy throws too hard not to be a closer. Him or Trinan, I think, are going to be the closer. Yeah. And so I, I, I think you're right. I think they had a, a bullpen arm for sure. And depending on, like you said, with Kershaw, I think Kershaw is the key. If he pitches to what he's somewhat close to what he is, then then they could bring in a four. But if he's not what he was, right, and he's starting to show his age and he's hurt and all this, then they might have to go bigger game hunting for a starting pitcher. I agree. And it's just a matter of who's going to be available. <clears throat> Out of the teams we've mentioned, there's not much. You know, do they make a move for like a Madison Baumgartner? Eat that contract and. If you're, I mean. Especially for, think about it. You bring him in for the stretch run, you know, August, September. Yeah. For the playoffs, that's not a bad option. And they, if there's one team that could take on a contract like that. Right. And they would get him probably for next to nothing. Because Arizona, yeah, if you like, pick up the contract, yeah, yeah Arizona is like, but we'll, we'll we'll take that bag of balls. We'll be fine. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of other teams that could trade pitching, like salary dump. You're right. I mean, if any team can can absorb the contract, it's the yeah. Dodgers. Yeah, without where do you think they might finish as far as over under with wins? I'm a little less optimistic than i've heard some outlets say like oh book it it's at least 100. Mm, i'll go a little bit lower i can like say like 98. 98. yeah 98 yeah i'm, I'm with you on that i still think they win the division yeah i mean but they're in a really tough division you know i mean yeah. other than there's the really two it's really good and then it's really bad right we we, <laughs> we talked about them it's you got three really good teams and two really bad teams so yeah They'll feast on the bad ones, but the the top three are going to beat each other up a little bit. So, yeah, I think 97 sounds good. 98, yeah, around there. And brings us to the Giants. And um, they're going to – they better pitch well. Yeah. Because that lineup, they're asking a lot out of – and, look, I love Brandon Crawford, but him as your number four hitter. Yeah. They're going to – I'm trying to think of who their right-handed hitters are. Oh, yeah. It's all lefty. <laughs> I mean, you're asking a lot from Darren Ruff. 
Wilmar Flores as your everyday third baseman. What about Longoria? Is Longoria is oh, still hurt? Or... They're on the injured list. Him and Lamont Wade Jr. Uh, but Joey Bart, I've been hearing about him for a while. I'm excited yeah. to see him come up. Um, I like Yastrzemski. I like the move for Jock Peterson, but I could see them going and picking a right-handed bat partway through the year. Not yeah. like a crazy addition, but but that's what they need because <laughs> they got all lefties. I mean, it's not bad because there are mostly, obviously, righty starters, so it's not the worst thing, but you need some kind of balance. I mean, we, we've been talking about the Yankees all righty lineup. This is the complete opposite. So, um, Yeah, my, my thing with the Giants lineup is who are you pitching around? Who are you saying – who are you circling on that list saying, this guy cannot beat me? Or I'm – I know you're scared of it. You don't want to be scared, but I mean, yeah, no, you're all professional hitters. Yeah. But who are you working around? Yeah, not many. I'll, t- I'll tell you that. There's I mean, nobody really. They're all pretty solid, but there's no. Right. There's no big bat there. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, woof. And then I guess they're going to rely on their pitching, but I, I know you like Radone, but. I'm scared of his injury history. Right. Yeah. He's a lot of teams shot away from him. I think this was the perfect landing spot. Mm-hmm. All that being said, I still think the Giants make the playoffs. I just they I have so they have something. They have I hate to say this. They have that it factor. Yeah. They have that you throw the numbers out or you throw the numbers into the computer and it says we should win 85 games. And then on the field they win 90. I wonder what they're what's what's there over and under. Do you remember? I'm not sure, but I'm gonna say that they're gonna win. I'm gonna say they win in the nineties, low nineties, mid nineties. Yeah. I th- I think so too. They're just like you said, the it factor. I wonder, here's the other thing. Do they take a hit in that sense with the it factor and everything else? Um by with, with Buster Posey leaving. Yeah, and what did they win last year? 106? Yeah. So I have that factored in. I think they'll win. I think they'll win about 10 less than last year. You know what, Pakoda? What do they have them? Yeah. Take a guess what they have them at. 92. Nowhere near that. 85. 100. 78. 78. Yeah, so they're not buying them. <laughs> Usually, <laughs> they don't believe in the it factor, basically is what they're telling you. They think the it factor is BS. Yeah, look, I mean, look at that lineup. <laughs> no, yeah. they line up right. You said I it. I get it. Perfect. You, you said it perfectly. That's that's not a lineup that, I mean. And the same thing with rotation. They don't have a Garrett is. Cole or Chris Sale, but they have a lot of good. Solid arms. Solid arms, so. And a good bullpen, so that's what they got to go by, you know. And they, you know, what they play in a a hit a pitcher's ballpark, yep. so that's what they're gonna. That's what they're gonna. And maybe, like you said, maybe they'll they'll get a right-handed, you know, power bat somewhere, you know, in June or July. And that might yep. be the key, but that's yeah. I, 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 I'm with you. They'll figure it out. They'll get into the playoffs because. National League, I hate to say it, is kind of weak. You know, yeah. when you look at it, 
we, we just talked about it. I mean, none of these teams are screaming yet. I mean, out of the only the I have so far are yeah, I have the two most talented teams on paper out of the playoffs in the, the two of the up there in the Mets and Padres. Yeah. I just I believe in the it factor and until proven otherwise I'm going with the Giants over the Padres. Yeah. Especially I mean we'll get to him now especially with the injury to Tatis. Yeah. yeah if Tatis for- was healthy and DeGrom was healthy then the the both teams for me would be in the playoffs. I just I, I said it last year I'll say it again the Padres to me they need a player like a Keith Hernandez to come in, a proven winner, and to say, look, this is how we do things. And no offense, but Luke Voigt is not that one. No. And it doesn't have to be a first baseman. It could be – I think that they thought they were getting out with Eric Hosmer, but his skills deteriorated so quickly. Right. They just need somebody in there that – Machado is going to play every day. He's going to put up good numbers. Tatis is going to give you a wow factor. He's going to play out of his mind. Yeah. Great plays. Will Myers will hit you 20 home runs. Austin Nola is going to play good defense. Yeah. You're asking a lot if you're asking Jerks and Profar. I mean, your outfield is Profar, Grisham, and Myers. Mm. Yeah, that's not. I don't know. Yeah, it's. But their pitching, their pitching rotation is solid. Yeah. If they pitch, if they, if they're healthy, I mean, you've been talking about Blake Snell. Where did he go since that trade? Mm-hmm. But if he comes back and duplicates Tampa Bay, Blake Snell, that's a, that's a really good five. You Darvish, Joe Musgrove, Blake Snell, Clevenger, and Paddock. Well, now they got Minaya too. Sean Minaya, and they also have uh, Mackenzie Gore coming up. Right. And they also have uh, Danilson Lamette is going to start in the bullpen, but he's yep. another power arm. Um, I, I'm, I'm a little bit higher on them than you are. I, I was just going to say, I see them finishing them and the Mets between 80 and 85 and missing the playoffs by maybe one game each. Mm. Both of them losing out to teams with – the it factor, like St. St. Louis San and San Francisco. But yeah. that being said, look at the managers for San Diego and the Mets. You can't write them off. Melvin yep. was a good move. Yep. And Showalter. Was and that's what they're hoping that those managers are going to be that to get them, you know, especially San, especially the Padres. Is, is Melvin going to be the guy that gets them over the hump, that gets them – you know, yep. on you know, keep them on if, track. And if Tatis is healthy, and you could say five hundred at bats for Tatis, I would say between him and Bob Melvin and the healthy rotation, put him in the switch him with San Francisco. I'm yeah. just this is a fluid thing because we don't know about injuries and we don't know about midseason additions. But right now, I I can't when your best player is a question mark. It's tough to pencil him in for 90 wins. And he's out for what, a couple of months? I heard eight weeks at least. Eight weeks? Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Mm. Yeah, no, that's definitely a big one for sure. Do you have them making the playoffs? I think so. I, I yeah. do. I do. I, I think they're the team that's going to sneak in. Them, San Fran, and the Cardinals, I think, are going to be the wild card. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's – I the just National League, really like you said, is not as dominant as the American League. Yeah. But it's going to be interesting to see which type of baseball wins out. Is it just mash like Philly? Right. Is it put together – overnight off season a quick thing like the Mets with some big names is it through pitching and a new manager like in San Diego I mean San Francisco might just say it's just getting the best collection of professional players that are just kind of steady yeah so and then we have to close with <laughs> team I think we can both agree will not make the playoffs yeah, they're not Colorado Rockies. Yeah. Um, I actually don't mind some of the moves they made. Chris Bryant, it's a good hitter. Randall yep. Gritchick, mm-hmm. good hitter. I'm sure you're glad he's out of the American League East. Oh, yeah. He was a killer. And Jose Iglesias as a number nine hitter, as a shortstop, as a glove first shortstop. He's yeah. fine. The only problem is you're going from Tulowitzki and Story to right. Iglesias. <laughs> yeah. And then the biggest problem is their starting rotation. Yeah, that's that's bad. I like Marquez, but I like him as like a three. Right. Like a really good three. He's your starter. He's your yeah. ace. Um, yeah, you're not going to get too far with him. Yeah, I mean. This is a fourth place team, you know, behind the big three. And then it's them, you know, they're not yeah. as bad as that. They're better than Arizona. But yeah, I mean, Brian's going to have a great year. Uh, Blackman's got to step up a little, bounce back a little. Yeah. Maybe with but the DA. They're just going to have to out hit people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I already said my rookie of the year, uh, Hunter Green, Cincinnati. Um, who do you think? Who are you looking at as far as like a young National League? I was thinking. <clears throat> I was thinking maybe I was thinking maybe Joey Bart from the Giants because I think they they need a lot from him. They're going to be asking a lot out of him. Yeah, I mean we were just talking about it. He's a right a righty, right? Yep, right about it. I mean he's, he's one of another the Georgia Tech catcher. You yeah, had him, Matt Weeders, Varitek, forgetting a couple, but yeah, yeah. I'm expect I, they're expecting a lot. So, and I think you know especially with Posey retiring. Someone's got to step up on that in that lineup. They lost Bryant. Um, they didn't replace him either. So I'm going to go with him. Okay. And Cy Young, well, MVP, I have, I didn't overthink this. Juan Soto. Yeah. I just think he's going to, he's going to find a way to get on base. Even if they, even if they try to pitch around him, his power numbers might not be great, but he's going to slash three, four, five, 300. Batting average, 400 on base, 500 slugging. Who do you have? Um, you know what? I'm going to go with Bryce Hopper. That's a mm-hmm. great lineup. And he, he definitely can't say he doesn't have protection because he's definitely going to have protection in that yes. lineup. You can't pitch around him. Um, so uh, I'll, I'll go with Bryce Hopper. He's just okay. – Cy Young, I went a little outside the box. 
big shock. <laughs> uh, Marcus Stroman. Okay. I think where he's positioned as a third starter, I think he has the ceiling of a, of like a 1A, but putting him at the three against other threes, he's going to pick up some wins there. Okay. I'll go outside the box too. Uh, I'll, I'll say Max Fried from the Braves. Okay. Interesting. The Braves, yeah. And then I did a, another one, like a breakout season, maybe not MVP, but kind of like where did this guy come from? And I'm thinking that uh, team we just talked about, Colorado, Brendan Rodgers. Mm. He's been a top prospect for them for a couple of years. Yeah. He's supposed to be their next shortstop up. And I like that they moved him to second base kind of so he doesn't have to worry about filling in for Tulo and Story and being the next one. And I think they're going to bat him second. So he's going to get his at-bats. He's going to be batting in front of Gritchick and Chris right. Bryant. So, with that in that stadium, a lot of doubles. Oh yeah, I think he was like a fourth overall pick too. Yeah, a couple years back. So, and my surprise team is the Phillies, and my disappointment are the Mets and the Padres. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I could I could very easily see St. Louis and San Francisco swap them out for the Mets and and uh, Padres, but I just until proven otherwise. I, I'm not on the Padres bandwagon yet. Yeah, no, I know until they do it. Um, yeah, I, I think the Mets are going to disappoint too. I, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs now with with Degrom missing. You know, we got to we got to assume about half the season. So if that's if even if he does come back, I mean, it's yeah. it's sad. It's sad for it's sad for the Mets. It's sad for the Met fans, obviously, and just for baseball in general. It's I mean, it's not good for baseball. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's electric when he's in. I mean, this guy is. You could say he's the best pitcher in baseball. Yeah, really. I mean, and he's he's becoming a what if story, and I hate to say it that way, but he's really Does he have more hits than wins. <laughs> Probably, yeah. I think it was seventy-seven to seventy-two. Yeah, something, and he's got something what, crazy three, like that. He's got three Cy Youngs, right? I know three? he has two. Two. Okay, so if he's got two, and we're talking about him, like I mean, his WHIP last year was a good. Walks for innings over innings pitched, walks and hits is right. one. His was like 0.55. His was like half of what an all star level was. And he's going to be 34 in sometime this year. Um, he's a two time, two time Cy Young, four time all star, yep. rookie of the year, ERA title. And he's got 77 wins, like you said. I could have I could have sworn it was seven. The numbers that I saw were seventy seven and seventy two, and it was something crazy like he's had seventy two hits or one, two, three, and he's had four other years where he finished in the Cy Young top ten, one of the year. Uh, Look, he's yeah, he's a big what if story. You're right. I mean, oh, he's what could have been. Yeah, he's got seventy eight hits. Yep. It's, it's well, he was a former college shortstop, so right, but that's the thing, too. He came like they, you know, they converted him late. So, when did he come up like 26? Yeah, that was his first year, he was 26 yeah. years old. So, yeah. he's only pitched, uh, Seven years, yeah, and 1208 this is eight years, and he's only pitched 1200 innings. 
it's like 150 a year. Yeah. But then the uh, COVID year too. I mean, he was durable before. Yeah, these last couple of years. His last this last year and a half. I mean, is he? But just... it's just to your point. His career has been so short. Yeah, it's he's sad. had like an NFL type of career. Right. <laughs> like yeah. just crazy highs, but a little too short of a career to right. and, accumulate. And what do they do? I think he could opt out this year. He, right. You got to offer him. Uh, I. What do you do if he opts out? Like what? That's a good question. I'm never one. If I was a GM or owner, I'm never one to reflexively just bow down to the fans. Like you can't just say, oh, right. the fans are going to go nuts. Let's just open our pocketbook, open the wallet. But you got to offer him something. He's got an opt out this year after this season. Okay. So if he opts out, what would you do? If he know. comes back and pitches, Best case scenario and worst case scenario. All right. Best case, let's say he comes back at the All Star break and, and pitches fifteen starts half. and just lights out like he yeah. can. Goes ten and two in fifteen starts. You know. Then I offer him three. I give him what they gave Scherzer plus a dollar. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. Three years. Uh, give him one. Scherzer plus a dollar and the captain's patch. Yeah. Start there and see what happens. I mean, that's nothing to sneeze. I mean, 40 a year. Yeah. From age 35 to 38. But if worst case scenario, if he doesn't pitch this year and he opts out and sees somebody like Syndergaard get one year, 20 million, mm. <clears throat> what would you do if he opted out and he didn't pitch this year? Oof, if he didn't pitch this year, that's the tough decision. I would offer him one year contract. Yeah, one year, $35, 40000000 million, I guess. I wouldn't go above 40. Yeah. You can't. It just doesn't make financial sense. Yeah. Because I mean, we say that the owner's like, Cohen, this is just a hobby. That doesn't mean he wants to burn money. No, yeah. And that's, that's a lot of, that's not, you're not signing some guy to take a shot at $5 million. It's going to be a thing. Right. It's not a $5 million piece of art. It's yeah, $40 it's million. 30, dollars. Yeah, that's a big – it's a big – But, like I said, Syndergaard got 20 from the Angels. Someone's going to say, let's somebody, take a flyer. <laughs> somebody I, – I guarantee you if he – Somebody goes offers him a two-year contract. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe more. You know, a desperate team will do it. You can pick any team you want, but a team will do it. But – and I think the Mets – you don't want to say they have to, but they kind of have to because this guy's been their franchise the last couple of years. Um, oh man, it's it's a oh, it's such a imagine if him, trick. imagine if he stayed healthy, imagine if David Wright stayed healthy. Wow, Doc Darrell, they would have unbelievable that those are all Hall of Famers. Yeah. If they if they were all healthy, all of them are first ballot Hall of Famers that we just mentioned easily. Without a doubt. I mean, not even thinking twice about it. So we agree on most of the playoff teams, and we both agree that the AL is a little better than the NL this year. Yeah, I think who it's you, a, who, could, who would be your odds-on favorite to win the pennant? Because I, uh, I had Chicago, the White Sox. Yeah. And I'll say I won't over – no, I will overthink it. 
Um, it's too easy to say the Dodgers. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I I wouldn't say the Dodgers. I'm gonna say. Uh, I'm gonna Sox say Brewers. Yeah, I was just gonna say Brewers because their pitching is just that good. I mean, um, if it's not the Brewers, I would have I would have said Atlanta again. Okay. I think it's gonna be one of those two teams. Like I said, be... Dodgers. Dodgers got great lineup, but the pitching is just. I I'm not totally sold on the pitching because we don't know what Kershaw is going to be, right? He got hurt no. last year. He didn't pitch at, in the playoffs, right? So that's a guy. And the bullpen is just, you know, you're using. Is Kimbrel really going to be your closer? David Price. Yeah, I mean, there's too Not many. All is intriguing, but yeah. They'll, yeah. They'll, I, and like we said, they're, they're going to add somebody. They're going to add an arm or two. That they will. The Dodgers definitely will. That's a team that they do it every year. Last year, Trey Turner and Max Scherzer, which is it's ridiculous, right? Two of the best yeah. players in baseball. Yeah, yeah we'll we'll take sure. We'll get those guys. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they wonder adds, how much Trey Turner is going to ask for after this year. Woof. It's got to be $35, 40 million a year, right? Yeah, I think it's after this year he's a free agent. Yeah. Um. So, Crazy. yeah, you can find us before we do trivia and wrap up. Uh, and I can't believe this is opening day week. Yeah. Games are starting on Thursday. We gotta, we'll do a Twitter space event either at Talking Rivals on Twitter or at Patrick Trotty or at CP7NY. Um, we will do a special opening day Twitter space event. So follow along. At Talking Rivals, at Patrick Trotty, at CP7MY. At what, about 12 o'clock? On Do it like 12 to 12.30, 12 yeah. to 12.45 or so. Talk about it a little bit. It, it, Break the down the lineup. Might, the game may it not even might be on. rained out. Yeah, it looks like it's bad weather. But, but at least Friday is an off day. They always build in. Yeah. For some reason, they always do that. Yep. <laughs> Usually, they start on the West Coast. but Or South. For I, I always say that. like this. I, always say I like this good. more. Yeah, it's good for I, the show. Yeah, it's good for the show. But I always say that the Northeast team should always start south or in the west, yeah. you know, or in a dome. If there's, but you know what, it's a great way to start the season. I don't want yeah. to start the season in an airport hangar in Tampa. Right, that's true. <laughs> nobody wants nobody or wants to play there at all. when no one's watching. True. Um, but yeah, we'll break down the lineups. Kind of get back to Boston and New York Central. Vision, enough of this National League garbage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> garbage. Um, and yeah, wherever you get your podcast, uh, www.talkingrivals.com. Uh, also, Northeast Streaming Sports Channel on Roku and Sportswire Radio, sportnarium.com backslash player. Um, so I think we're pretty much set, except for trivia. Yeah, I got another one for you. Um, sticking with the o, um, opening day theme, okay. Uh, with Boston, uh, since 04, which was the last year Martinez Pedro Martinez started opening day for you guys, Ooh. which ended a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven year run. There's been 10 opening day starters since 10 in 17 years, yeah. Well, I know who did the last two, and this year will be Nathan Avaldi. Okay, the last yeah, last two, and this year, so it'd be three straight for him. 
Three straight. Chris Sale is really earning that contract. <laughs> um, did Sale ever pitch opening day as a Red Sox? Two years in a row. I know it was one. I didn't think it was two. It was the two before Evaldi. Okay. So that takes through. Now you're at 2017. Is okay. Your... I know he did opening day in the championship season of 2018. I wasn't sure about 17. No, so... 18 and 19 was Sale. Okay. I was going to say. Um, so 17 through 05. Okay. Um, let's see. Some was John Lester. Yeah. He got four straight. There we go. From 11 to 14. Clay Buckholtz. Yes. He started 2015. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Matt Suzaki. Yeah. That was the one I would have missed too. Uh, 2008. Okay, championship year. Two thousand five. After Pedro, it would be either Wakefield or no. no. Uh, Derek Lowe. No, I totally forgot. This oh, guy. Kurt Schilling. Uh, it wasn't the first year after Martinez, but oh six though. Oh six and oh seven was was Kurt Schilling. Okay, so I'm missing oh five. You're missing 05. That's the tough one. 2005. I remember they lost in the playoffs to, I think, Jose Contreras and the White Sox. But um, after, no. all right, you got the two with Schilling. And then you got Matsuzaka. Who's after okay. Matsuzaka? After Matsuzaka and before Buckholz and Lester? No, no. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and, and then there's one more after Buckholz between him and Porcello. Yeah. Oof. Big names. Not exactly. Uh, you should get them, but. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, I want to I, I know 2005. I'd go with the other ones. I'm, I'm going to keep that one for last because that I. That's a really tough one. Yeah. Pick the one. Try to get the one uh, between Matt, Matt uh, Matsuzaka and Lester. So 2009 and 2010. He was part of a big trade. Oh, David Price. Not him, but that's but he's one of them. Price was in 2016. 16? Yeah, right okay. before Porcello, Porcello and right after Buckholz. After Matsuzaka, 2009-2010. He's kind of considered a, you know, I don't want to say a Yankee killer, but Yankee fans remember him very well. Very well. And not just for Boston, they remember him well. Oh, uh, he was a Yankee killer for multiple teams or a Yankee pain in the butt? Yeah. And he was part of a trade, and it wasn't David Price. No. Um, what's his the name? Other, the other um, guy. <laughs> the other guy in the trade. Wasn't there another big trade with you guys? 
Oh, um, Beckett for him yes. and Ramirez. Yeah, Josh, Josh Beckett. Beckett. And he was 2009-2010. Yeah, he was amazing for like a yep. year or two there for Boston. And he killed us with uh, Florida, too. In 2003? Three, yeah. Sorry, right. you guys shouldn't have been there anyway. <laughs> no. <laughs> I always say. Aaron Boone, are you kidding me? I always say. I always say 2003 should have been the Red Sox. 2004 should have been the Yankees. Okay. I say we should have won both, but that's beside the point. See, I was trying to be diplomatic. No, because but 2003, after we beat you guys, I'll I'll be honest. I think as fans, we were just like there's just gravy. This oh my god, like it was just a sigh of relief. Yeah, it was, and I think mentally they had that too. Like, like uh, just the image after. Boone hits the home run. What what do you remember? You remember them like picking up Mariano from the mound, right? He yeah, was like, he was just like he collapsed. right. I think that was the mentality of the Yankees after they beat the Red Sox because they know if they lost that game. Well, in two thousand four, all I heard from this is going to age me, but high school senior friends, right, were oh, there's no problem. There's no problem. There's no problem. Get going into Game Seven, it's like yeah. Yankee Yankees have won, and the Yankees will always win. <laughs> it's like you could sense the but imagine if they did win that that game the Yankees I see I'd do it the other way imagine in 2003 if the Red Sox played the Cubs instead of the Yankees Marlins but in 2004 if the if the Yankees just found a way to win one of those games when does the curse end yeah I don't know because what's his name probably would have got let go after that 04. Um, Francona, no, well, Francona, but the GM, the GM probably Epstein probably would have because they would have said, Look, you, you lost two straight you years, you moved no more, <laughs> and we didn't improve, right? And you lost again to the Yankees in the AL, so they would have either had to have doubled down. <laughs> and just gone crazy. Yeah, they would have overspent. I'll tell you what oh, they would have done real yeah. quick. They would have overspent for an outfield for a bat instead of for pitching and doing what they Oof. so I'm missing one, right? Yeah. I and and this is a tough one. What year? Oh five? Oh five, yep. The so first was, year. So after. it was against the Yankees. It was against the Yankees. Yeah. Sunday night baseball opening day. Yeah. Uh, it's Sunday. Let me see. Because it had to be Sunday night on ESPN in the old Yankee Stadium because it was the Red Sox Yankees right yeah. after the 3 0. Yep. Rever- reversing the curse, all that stuff. So it had to be like Carl Ravitch on the call. Probably. The Yankees won. Nine, of course. Nine to two. Okay. So it was a great outing. And I'll tell you, a forgettable Red Sox. It was Randy Johnson starting for the Yankees. Randy Johnson versus, and you said this is difficult. I think it is. Obviously, it is because I'm saving it for last. I totally Um, forgot he pitched for the Red Sox. This guy. So he's better known as another pitcher. Yeah, better known for another team for sure. Oh, without a doubt. Good Yankee lineup, too. Jeter, A-Rod, Sheffield, Sierra, Matsui, Posada, Giambi, 
and Tino at first. Bernie. And Jesus. Then, and then Tony. No shame in giving up nine runs to that lineup. Um, and your lineup was Damon, Renteria, Manny Ramirez, Ortiz, Miller, uh, Millar, uh, Varitek, Jay Payton, Trot Tri- Nixon in right, and then Mueller at third, and then Bill Horn at second. Okay. Um, after Pedro, before all those other guys. Who else was your starters there? If this guy was your ace. Wakefield, Derek Lowe. I'm trying to think outside the box, but it had to be a an ace, quote unquote. Right, I'll give maybe you a- they left camp late and the way they set it up in spring training. Your other maybe starters were Tim Wakefield. Manny Del Carmen. No, he got 30 <laughs> starts. Arroyo got 32 starts. Yeah, if anything, Bronson Arroyo was dependably present. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would put that on the scouting report there. Matt Clement was one of your starters. Oh, boy. Okay, Wait. this was the year. Was this guy a lefty or a righty? A lefty. Oh. Um, Wade Miller was a starter. And that's you can see why we lost in 05. Schilling was in Schilling started 11 games that year and he was pitched in their show of his former self. Yeah, um, that was it. But this guy got this guy pitched 30, he had 30 starts for you, including opening day. I'm scared to say this name because he's known as a Yankee. Oh, I think he got it. Boomer? Yes. <laughs> I totally forgot he pitched for you guys. Uh, I don't blame you. I. What did he do that year? You said he pitched 30 starts? He pitched good. He pitched, yeah, 30 starts. He won 15 games for you. He, he went 15 and 7. Yeah, and I think we lost to the White Sox in the wild card. I think it was at Fenway. And there were so many fans there that I think were just, eh, we won last year. What's the right. big deal? Yeah, that's incredible. I was looking at it. I was like, wow, that's. But your lineup was stacked. That yeah, year. the pitching wasn't great. But, yeah, you lost the divisional series to the White Sox. 3-0. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. So like I said, we will do episode, we'll call it 40.5. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like a mini one, Twitter space. We'll do like breakdown of lineups. Yeah, the, a little pregame. Starting actually. rotation, the matchup between, was it Avaldi versus Cole? Yeah, I think it's so. A pretty good matchup, I would say. Be like two guys in the uh, the parking lot before the game, you know. Just talking about the game. There you go. Because <laughs> I, I never, I never associated tailgating with baseball. But I know it's weird. Well, Yankee Stadium doesn't have the best big parking lot, and I, I don't think Fenway does either, right? No, Fenway's so Rogers, packed right. in. Yeah, that's kind of how they they did build a new parking lot here, but it's not a it's not like a football game where it's where you got right. these huge parking lots. Um, Which I kind of nice I kind of prefer the baseball atmosphere. Yeah. The football atmosphere is just like you're like in a shopping center parking lot. Right. Baseball, I mean, like at least with Fenway and, and Yankee Stadium, you have a lot of stuff outside. 
Yeah. You, know, you get the bars, you get, you know, a couple you of got stand, is Stan still up? Uh, I believe so. I believe so. I haven't been there for a couple of years now, but I think. And I know real quick before we end, because we're, we're about on time, but uh, Jerry Remy, the patch number two is going to be on the jersey for the Red Sox. Oh, okay. And they're even talking about maybe making it Jerry Remy way. Um, that street that they used to name, um, they just changed the name from Jersey, from uh, Yawkey Way to Jersey yeah. Street. Oh, okay. So they might change it again to Jerry Remy. Right. That'd be a nice thing. I mean, he was 33 years as the color guy, as the analyst. Would they, re- they, they wouldn't retire his number, you don't think? No, I don't. He played there for eight years. Yeah, he was a solid. And then he was the color analyst. I could see them putting a microphone right, in a circle. Maybe naming the booth after him or something. Name the booth. The name was sweet after him, like yeah, behind yeah. home plate with Jerry Rent, that type of thing. Yeah, yeah. That's a good idea, but not the number two. Yeah, I know. No, I was thinking that's that tough. Like that. Yeah. But yeah, um, that's Bogart's number two now, so. Yeah. So hopefully they can retire Bogart's number soon. If he, if he resigns there, they definitely will. We'll see. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's Hopefully. Um, but yeah, and episode 41 will come to you like regularly scheduled on Monday afternoon. It'll be a wrap-up of real games. So none of this preview, none of this looking back too far back. It'll right. be looking back on Thursday, Saturday, Sunday games in the Bronx, real games, real baseball. And um, wherever you get your podcasts and all that stuff, we already told you about. So thank you for listening to another episode of Talking Rivals and um, enjoy baseball.